Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zazlo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zazlo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. 
888-789-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome. Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Monday, the 12th of December. Good to have you aboard. Your favorite little podcast here. Getting going. Week number seven. I believe it is, of Zaslow Show 2.0. Can't do any of this without you guys. Appreciate you. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment. Do all that good stuff wherever you're listening to the podcast. We're available on all podcast platforms. If you're watching right now on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash at Zaslow Show. People seem to like that they could see me now. I mean, I was doing local radio for almost 20 years, and now you can finally see me. You can see me do the show. You see the hand movements, all that stuff, all right? You can take a look at this, put them right here, whatever you want to do. So appreciate all you guys for hanging out with us through the first 
seven weeks of this show. We continue to grow. Can't do it without you guys. Can't do it without our sponsors. That includes our title sponsor from day number one, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733 from before day number one, actually. Those guys, they believed in me. They believe in the show. They believe in what we're doing here. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, if you got any kind of accident that you're dealing with, personal injury that you're dealing with, whatever the accident was, they will take care of getting you the financial compensation that you deserve. You just make sure that you get healthy and you get better and you recover. 800-747-3733. And those are my guys there, Anna Jar and Levine accident attorneys all right this was a brutal sports weekend for us here in south florida a a wretched turn of events for all three of our teams although for two of the teams you could say hey what wasn't really a turn of events we've been experiencing this so far the first couple months of the season all right but the dolphins last night that's obviously the main story of the day the dolphins last night lose 23 17 to the Los Angeles Chargers. That's right, the Chargers, they play in Los Angeles this year. So the Dolphins, who are flexed to Sunday night football, now you remember this is a couple weeks ago. This was before they've lost two in a row now, eight and five. The Dolphins were eight and three. Talk of the NFL. Their quarterback, Tua Tonga Bailoa, talk of the NFL. MVP conversation. That, by the way, is completely out the window. That is completely out the window. You know that. There is no chance that Tua is in the MVP conversation anymore. I took him out of the MVP conversation last week. You can't have... If you're going to be the MVP, you can't have a stinker, okay? It doesn't ruin your season. doesn't mean you're not having a good season. But if you're going to be the MVP, you can't have a stinker like Tua had last week. Now it's two in a row. There, there is no more talk about Tua in the MVP. That doesn't mean that he's not your guy. That doesn't mean you still don't love Tua. I love Tua. But I could sit here and tell you, uh, he, he has had us eating a giant turd sandwich the last couple of weeks. Don't talk about Tua in the MVP conversation anymore. It's not a valid conversation. But two weeks ago, the Dolphins are flexed to Sunday night football. And they, uh, they've been embarrassed the past two weeks. They have. They've been absolutely embarrassed. And this loss feels different from last week. It does. I'll tell you why in a moment here. So we're obviously going to do a lot of Dolphins. That's going to be the majority of our show. We got your full NFL Week 14 rundown tonight. Week 14 will wrap up Cardinals-Patriots. Terrible game. Another week where I got to watch three hours of the worst quarterback in the NFL, Mac frickin' Jones. So tonight you got week 14 wrapping up with, with, a, with a stinker of a game. It is what it is. You got the gambling going on. You got the fantasy football. It's a lot of our last week of the regular season for fantasy football. So you may have a lot riding on this. There you go. So we'll have your full week 14 NFL rundown coming up on the show. Heat and Panthers poll question for today. I'll tell you what the Zaslow Show 2.0 poll question of the day is. All right, you can go right now. Make sure that you vote. You guys are already out there voting early and often. I love it, all right? So you want to go vote at Zaslow Show. You can vote for today's Zaslow Show 2.0 poll, which is, who are you most confident in recovering from this weekend? So the Dolphins, a lot of questions now, legitimate questions, after their loss to the Chargers. 
the Panthers with losses Saturday to Tampa, got their ass kicked. Sunday, yesterday, to the Kraken, got their ass kicked. The Miami Heat, they lost Saturday night at home to the San Antonio Spurs. Who are you most confident in recovering from this weekend's games? The Miami Heat, the Florida Panthers, the Miami Dolphins. So go vote right now at Zaslow Show. I'll update the poll question a little bit later on in today's show. But there you have it. You can also, of course, always hit me up at J as well on Instagram, whichever one you want. All right, so that's the poll question for today. Make sure you hit that up. Let me start with a little bit of good news here. Or uh, I don't start with, I, I actually start with the bad news. That was the Dolphins. But let me veer on over to some good news, all right? Kind of, let's get the juices flowing here. Let's see if I could feel good on a Monday morning because I don't feel so good. I'm very upset about our teams. Very, very upset. But let me, let, let, let's start with a little bit of good news. So, you guys know. Now, look, if it, I, don't, I don't mind doing this here because, you know, if, if, you're, a, if you're a dedicated Zaslow Show 2.0 listener, you know that, that we, we talk a lot about my personal life, my family, and the goings-ons at the Zaslow Mansion. And one of the things that were going on this weekend, my son, who is goalkeeper for Wesson Select U14 Boys, had uh, uh, they just finished up their regular season last week? Yeah, last week they just finished up their regular season, eight two and two, great regular season, and they uh, they were in uh, they had a tournament this past weekend, the Miami Classic. All right, the this is my son's second year on the team, never won one of these tournaments, been a finalist once, been a semifinalist a couple of other times. They have not, and they're good enough to win these tournaments. These tournaments are hard as hell to win, and. And they lost in their regular season. They lost in their uh, league semifinals last year. So it's kind of a, always a bridesmaid, never the bride kind of scenario. And and my son in particular, look, the whole team's been working really hard, but my son in particular is just dying to win one of these tournaments, you know, win one of these championships. So Miami Classic was this weekend. And I think we were the, it's, it was eight teams in our bracket. I think we were the only team from Broward and look, if you don't know what's what, the further south you go, a lot of times the better the teams are, okay? The programs are very, very serious. So six of the teams were Miami. One of the teams was from Texas, flew in here for the weekend to, to, or for the four days to play in the tournament. And I think we were the only Broward team. So really good competition. And my son's team, Weston Select, you 14 boys, they won the tournament. Which is, I mean, what a great weekend. You know, like I said, we're, we're all upset with the Dolphins, the Heat, the Panthers, what's going on there. But you guys know I share a lot of my personal stuff here on Zaslow Show 2.0. I care very much about my son's soccer team. And we, we had a tremendous weekend. Tremend- it's why I wasn't at the Briny last night. You could see my hat right here. Briny Irish Pub. BrinyPubPompano.com. Live music. Every night, seven nights a week, all right? You go out there to the Briny, go brinypubpompano.com. You can check out everything they got going on a daily basis. But I already told you, every single night, you got live music there at the Briny. So brinypubpompano.com, you can check out what they got going on. I mean, it's a great-looking hat here that I'm rocking. And as far as tonight goes, look, you got Adam Jason live tonight. Monday night football, starting at 8.15, Patriots and Cardinals. The Briny Hour, it's happy hour. The Briny Hour, 4 to 7 every day. And you got a Monday Night Prime Rib special 
tonight. So head on over to the Briny. Again, brinypubpompano.com, Atlantic Boulevard, all the way to the ocean. But don't drive right into the ocean. Get a parking space. And right there on the right side, you're going to see is Briny Pub. All right. So Briny Irish Pub, go check out my guys. It's why I wasn't there last night to watch the Dolphins because we had a very big weekend as far as the Miami Classic goes. And congrats to the Western Select U14 boys. They win the tournament. They're the Miami Classic champions. And my son had a great weekend. He did. Great weekend. They they won on Thursday night. I told you actually we did the show on Friday. They won on Thursday night. Uh, they beat uh, a, a team from Key Biscayne for nothing. And then on Saturday morning, they beat... No, I'm sorry. Saturday morning, they beat a team from Key Biscayne for three. On Thursday night, they beat a different team from Miami. Then on Sunday morning, they beat a team from Doral two nothing. And on yesterday, then they had to play in the championship game yesterday late afternoon, and they played another team from Key Biscayne and smoked them, smoked them. Like our boys were motivated, fired up, ready to win one of these. They knew it was a great opportunity that was put in front of them. Uh, just smoked them. Great game, 5 nothing. My son was tested once, made one huge diving save, all right? But otherwise, that was the only time he was really tested. Uh, a couple other little saves. They went 5 nothing yesterday. I'm really proud of all of them. It was a great, great weekend, and I'm so happy for my son. You know, he, he wanted it desperately. That was one moment. It was one really cool moment. If I could share this real quick, and then we'll get back to the shitty stuff, which is our sports teams. Uh, but w- one quick moment, you know, I stand by, uh, in the second half, I was I, I was seated, me and my wife, you know, a bunch of us from the team were, were seated close to my son's goal, so I'm kind of like in line with him. And there was at one point, like, we were up maybe like four nothing, and it was in the third, it, it was in like the third quarter of the game, and he looked over me at one point, and he smiled, and he never does that during games, never, ever. Looked over me and smiled, and I gave a fist pump, you know, it's like, we, we did it, finally, you've been working so hard for this, so... That was a really cool moment. It meant a lot to him, and it meant a lot to us. So again, super big uh, congratulations to all those kids, Weston Select U14. Uh, they, they, they've worked really hard over the last uh, however long. Uh, they've worked really hard to, to get this done, so really happy about that. All right, very good. So again, uh, you can go and vote at the poll question right now, Zaslow Show 2.0 poll, which team do you have the most confidence in recovering from this weekend? And so we'll get to some Heat and Panthers stuff, but let's, yeah, let's, let's do the Dolphins here. So for the second straight week, and it's rather amazing that for the second straight week, a Dolphins offense that is so good, a Dolphins team that is so much fun, for the second straight week, it just feels like absolute torture watching them. That's what it was. And it's torturous because you know what they're capable of. That's where the torture comes from. Last night, again, was torture watching the Miami Dolphins offense. And, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you I don't know what's going on. I know during the game last night, Chris Collinsworth was making a very big point about how, all right, you see what's happening here. They're dropping linebackers back. They're playing the safety up. They're taking away the middle of the field, and that's going to disrupt the timing. I'd like to believe that Mike McDaniel, like if Chris Collinsworth is seeing that from up in the booth, I'd like to believe that Mike McDaniel sees the same thing. 
I thought we were going to be able to make those type of adjustments in the second half. I'd like to believe we're going to be able to make those adjustments next week, except we're going to Buffalo, and it's going to be rain and sleet and snow, and it's going to be a disaster. There is no way, if you are a Dolphin fan right now, that you don't think right now on Saturday night, I mean, it's a short week too, to boot. Sunday night football. It's not even like Saturday, Sunday afternoon. Sunday night. So the team got home at like 7, 8 a.m. this morning because of the time difference. So it's Sunday night football and Sunday night on the West Coast. Sunday night football. Get back Monday morning. And now you got a game on Saturday. Saturday night in Buffalo. So short week by not just a day, really by like a day and a half. You got a short week. And they're going to Buffalo. And if you are a Dolphin fan... There is no way that realistically you don't think that the Dolphins are going to Buffalo on Saturday night to get smoked. I, and I, I hate having to do that right now because we've all been so excited all season. But really for the first time, and yes, Tua was hurt, so they lost those three games. But what do you expect? Uh, Bridgewater was terrible. Skylar Thompson was terrible. This is really the first adversity that the Dolphins are facing this season. This is really the first time. And they failed last night up against that adversity. And now they're facing their toughest test of the season. Because that Charger team is nothing compared to the Bills. And look, I know the Bills were no first prize yesterday against the Jets. But the Bills... If you don't think they've had this game circled on their calendar, the Dolphins coming to town in the middle of December where the Dolphins beat them back in week three. And now the Bills essentially have a chance to end the Dolphins' chance of winning the division. For me, I think the Dolphins' chance of winning division ended last night. You needed to win that game so you're only a game back and then you can win at Buffalo and then you pull even but you own the tiebreaker so you're really ahead of them and then the final three games of the season Packers Patriots Jets uh, yo come on the Dolphins lost the division last night if we want to be real the Dolphins their their chance of winning division last night ended with that loss to the Chargers there's no other way to look at and I said that going into the game where if they have any chance of winning division and we, we may even talk about playoffs too if they have any chance of winning the division, they have to win at the Chargers. The division is out the window now. So now what you're looking at is you're hoping that you could jump to fifth. They're in sixth right now. You're hoping that you're going to be able to jump to fifth. They are not going to get first place in the AFC. They're not going to get first place in the AFC East either. So right now, the way that the Dolphins sit, sixth place in the AFC, they would be facing Baltimore in round one. Which I think is a, a at Baltimore, which I think is a pretty favorable matchup. If you were to jump up to uh, to five right now, then you'd be at Tennessee, who looks to be spiraling. All right, so you want to avoid that seven spot, which right now belongs to the Chargers, because then you would potentially be playing at Buffalo or at Kansas City in round one. So five or six is a decent position to be in. You'd rather be five, but six isn't so bad either if you're the Dolphins. The division is out of reach now. It is. Because, I mean, look, even if the Dolphins win this weekend against Buffalo, which you you cannot feel good about, it's okay. Look, you're allowed to be a Dolphin fan 
and be doubting things right now. You're allowed to be a Dolphin fan and feel really shitty about the last couple weeks, especially last night. Last night was worse than the week before. You're allowed to feel bad about the Dolphins' chances. You're allowed to seriously doubt. You're allowed to sit here like me and say, I have very, very little confidence in the Dolphins going to Buffalo this weekend and winning that game. You're allowed to do that and still be a Dolphin fan. You don't have to sit here with Dolphin cheer, you know, you know, pom-poms to be a Dolphin cheerleader to be considered a good Dolphin fan. You can be realistic. You could, you could be realistic, still go into the game on Saturday night saying, man, I feel terrible about this. I don't think it's going to be good. And then hopefully be pleasantly surprised. I mean, I'd like nothing more than that. But I can't have any type of confidence in this Dolphin team going into Saturday. And here's the thing. See, I, I didn't take this into consideration. This is my fault. I, didn't, I, I did not consider this part. And I, I really should have done this. This Dolphin team, I've been saying how it's like in the 90s. Every Sunday, I think we're going to win. I think we're going to score every time we have the ball. It's like when we had Marino. We're just like that team now. Here's the part that I didn't consider. And this is on me. Here's the part that I forgot about. What else happened with those Dolphins teams? They always got off to great starts. Go take a look how many of those years those teams got off to eight and three starts. All the time. Five and one, seven and three, eight and four. Like, great starts all those years. What also happened to all of those teams? That December collapse. And that's on me. Like, we're so far removed, 30 years. We're so far removed from those really good Dolphin teams every single year that I, I didn't take into account... The offense is good. Those teams, we always thought they had a chance at Marino. They always had had great starts. First half of the year, first place. What always happened in December? Collapse. And that's on me. Because I didn't take that into account. I forgot about that. I I was too excited about everything that we've seen so far this year. That I didn't remember that part. And that's what it feels like right now. Because it feels like we're staring three straight losses in the face this weekend. Because if it's not bad enough that the Dolphins running game is non-existent after a few weeks, you know, during that win streak, it's like, okay, this Dolphin team, they could run the ball. You know, you could have your doubts about Tua in in the weather because we've seen it. But running the ball travels. If you could run the ball, all right, snow, cold, whatever, that's fine. The running game is not existent now. And Tua is going to go into a game in Buffalo this weekend where they're expecting rain and snow, just like yesterday. And it's not Tua going into a weather game in the MVP conversation. It's Tua going into a weather game coming off of Two of the worst games of his career. Two weeks ago, worst game of his season. Last night, worst game of his career. And that version of Tua, whose confidence has to be shaken. I mean, look, we're talking about a quarterback who, and not every player is like this. We talk, hey, our pal Raja Bell on the show last week brought this up. We're talking about how some players, 
they need that extra confidence instilled in them from the head coach or whoever. Maybe it's from teammates. And Tua is very clearly one of those guys. So if Tua is one of those guys who benefits from the way he's treated by his coach or teammates, gets a little bit extra confidence, gets confidence boost in that regard, you also have to believe that if he has a couple poor games in a row, his confidence is going to be shaken a little bit. This is also a player who told us that there were times last year he looked in the mirror and asked, do I suck? So, going into Buffalo next weekend with the rain and the snow is not two of the MVP candidate. It's two of the struggling quarterback for the first time this year. And that has to really concern you. Because it really concerns me. Last night was worse than than the loss of San Francisco because the loss of San Francisco, let's talk about it all week. And I was right. But let's talk about it all week where... I don't give the 49 credit defense any credit for that performance against the Dolphins last week. Tua was not pressured on those throws that he was overthrowing, underthrowing, whatever it was. That was all on two. You got guys running around the field wide open. Chris Sims said the same thing. You know, those tweets that I read you last week. Yesterday, though, Tua was pressured. He looked uncomfortable for the second week in a row. And... If Tua wasn't missing guys, and he missed some play, which, by the way, it happened once with Hill, and it happened once with Waddle. Could they not see the ball? There was one throw to Hill over the middle. It, it looked like he had no idea the ball was there. And there was the deep, the, the, and, and there was the uh, there was a, a, a post pattern to Waddle where he didn't look like he saw the ball either. Anyway, if Tua wasn't missing guys yesterday, which he did plenty, the... Charger defense, the defense, they were batting the ball away. They were knocking the ball out of, you know, or before it got to the receiver's hands. Charger defense was excellent yesterday. So it's not like I'm ever going to sit, it's not like, oh, Zazzle, you'll never give the other team credit. No, no, no. Last week, the 49ers, I'm not giving them credit. This week, the Chargers, their defense was excellent. Excellent. To a stunk, and a lot of it had to do with the Chargers' defense. They were excellent. There's no other way to look at it. And the whole reason that Sunday Night Football, the whole reason that the Dolphins were flexed to Sunday Night Football, not just because, you know, it's a game that has playoff implications, not just because the Dolphins are super exciting, because remember, they flexed that game when they were 8-3 and three before the two-game losing streak, but also, you got Tua versus Herbert. Good versus evil. And what wound up happening? Man, two weeks in a row now, but especially today. Because of Tua versus Herbert. Man, you're going to put on those national TV shows, those national talking head shows, and they're going to crush Tua and the Dolphins. And they're going to praise Justin Herbert till they're blue in the face. That, that's all that ammunition that the national media loves. They're going to pound Tua, and they're going to love Herbert. That game last night couldn't have gone worse for the Dolphins. Could not have gone worse. And I sat here all week. I mean, look, I, 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 I got to eat it. I sat here all week. Tua's going to take that ass. Herbert sucks. I, I, I really don't think that, by the way. I think he's awesome. But Tua's going to take that ass. Herbert sucks. Going to show everybody he was the right guy, which I do believe. He's going to show everybody he was the right guy. They made the right pick. And, and look, I'm not the only Dolphin fan who said it. All of us were saying it. 
And now we all look stupid. And now we all have to eat it. Now we all have to eat shit until at least this weekend where it feels like we're going to eat a lot of shit again. Not a good weekend. Although I told you, my, you know, my son's soccer team, that, that, was, that was very fun. That, that was a good part of the weekend. But nobody else cares about that. As far as our sports teams go, terrible. I don't know what's going on with this Dolphins offense. Tua looks like a different player. And for two weeks in a row, uh, this offense has been torture. Who would have thought, man, when they were 8-3, and three, best offense in the league, that for two straight weeks I would sit here and tell you that watching this Dolphins offense was, has been torture. Tyreek Hill, by the way. He he's something else. That fumble recovery, you've never seen anything like it. Did I you know what I haven't checked it? So, someone must have asked Teron Armstead last night. Did he bat the football to Tyreek Hill on purpose? That's amazing if he did. Like he saw that, first of all, how didn't he recover it? But he saw that at that point, since he couldn't recover it, he wasn't going to be able to get on top of the wall, so he just kind of punched it out which you're allowed to do backwards. And then once Hill had the ball, I jumped off the couch, peace! And I started walking around the family room. I mean, you knew no one was going to catch him. And then, of course, like that deep ball, whenever the Dolphins are struggling, it happened the game against 49ers too. And he, he got the effort play, which, of course, was birth the game against Baltimore. Whenever the Dolphins' offense struggle in the second half, they're going to find Tyreek Hill for a deep touchdown. And that happened again yesterday. But I think we could all admit well, no, I mean, maybe not all of it, but for me, the biggest play of the game. And Josh Boyer's going to be fired after this year. Uh, this defense is just not, it's just not cutting it. The biggest play of the game for me, and I don't understand this. It was the defense conceding on third and goal from the 17 before the end of the half. So the score is 10-7. We played a shit half. And the Chargers are going to get the ball to start the third quarter. So this is an important sequence. It's third and goal from the 17th. I think we sacked Herbert. And the Dolphins were rushing three, I think. And everyone else was at the goal line. So they're just trying to prevent a touchdown. Okay. Except Herbert then dumps it off to Eckler. And he gets to the one. And then the Chargers go for it, and they score. So the Dolphins conceded 16 yards there, third and goal from the 17. They're like, no, nah, let's just keep everything in front of us. And instead of it being a field goal, like, like hold them to like a five or a six-yard gain on a little dump-off, maybe they don't get anything. Worst-case scenario, we go into the half down 13-7. But instead, I don't understand the defense that we're playing there. They get to the – they pick up 16 yards – Get to the one. Eckler then scores on the next play. 17-7 at the half. We were lucky because the Chargers got the ball at the start of the third that the Dolphins' defense was pretty good there and got the ball back. But otherwise, it, it could have been blowout city as a result of this. So instead of going... This was the biggest play of the game for me. Instead of going to the half down 13-7, somebody might say they should have stopped him on fourth down at the, the last play. Like, play a normal defense... Stop it like the 10-yard line. Make him kick a field goal. Instead of going to tap down 13-7, they're down 17-7. And, and they wind up losing 23-17. Like, 
it's, instead of that point, I mean, you know, whatever the score could have been, instead of 23-17, uh, maybe it was, I don't know. You understand what I'm saying? The game winds up being played out different. Like, like the Dolphins, it was 23-14, okay? If they held them to a field goal there at the end of the second quarter, you know, instead of going for the long field goal Jason Sanders so that he could try the onside kick, which, oh my God, they almost got. You're not going for a field goal there. You're trying to get a touchdown there. And maybe you wind up winning the game. So they allowed them four extra points there because of that stupid defense. And those are four points that likely loomed pretty large. Because at the end of the game, the Dolphins would have had a chance to win with a touchdown. So that to me was the biggest play of the game was I don't understand what kind of stupid defense we were playing on third and goal and essentially and gave them the chance for fourth and one, which they scored on. And look, both teams were getting pressure on the quarterbacks. Dolphins defense got lots of pressure on the quarterback, but Herbert was making all the plays that Tua wasn't. You know, both quarterbacks were made to feel uncomfortable. And our quarterback could not make any of the plays while being made to feel uncomfortable. Their quarterback made them all, including that huge throw to Keenan Allen, which he was covered so well. I think it was by Kohu. He's covered so well and just and, and snuck it right out. And they're pointing at each other and then they made love. But Herbert made all of the plays being pressured Tua. Now, I, I give Tua credit in the second half. Like, second half, Tua's showing guts. He's running the ball for multiple first downs. But Herbert made all the plays on the drive at the end of the game that clinched it for Los Angeles. Where they started the 10-yard line? They started the 10. They got 78 yards, I think, on the drive. They kicked a field goal, 23-14. That's your ball game. But like I said, the score is 19-14 before Jason Sanders makes that 55-yard field goal before the onside kick. The score is 19-14, not 23-14, if the Dolphins' defense had a clue at the end of the first half. And in 19-14, they're not kicking a field goal in that spot. They're going to go for the touchdown. And maybe they wind up winning a game that they had no business winning. So to me, biggest play of the game was the defense conceding on third and goal at the end of the second quarter. I don't, I don't know what was happening there. And you know what? I mean, look, I was very confident going into the game. You know that. You know, you know that. I was very confident going into the game. Once the game got, like, once the Dolphins got, were down, you know, what are we talking? Uh, once it was, once it was 10 nothing, really, because the offense couldn't do anything. There was never a single moment that you thought the Dolphins were going to win the game. Even though it was 10-7, you had the fluke play by Tyreek Hill. It's like, all right, the only points that we scored here were off of a fluke play. There was never a moment in the game that you thought the Dolphins were going to win. There wasn't. And this loss... Feels different than last week. Because last week, see, I was mad with them losing last week. And I told you guys, you should be mad. But you should feel good about being mad. Because being mad means your team is good. It's a game you feel they should have won. You should be angry. I don't feel that way today. I Like, I'm mad. But it's not a good mad feeling. It's a really concerned mad feeling. This this is a loss that feels different than last week. And now you have a ton of doubt that is creeping into your thoughts. Rightfully so.
I mean, I don't think they're going to win next weekend going into Buffalo. That doesn't make me any less of a fan. I'd love to be wrong. But this loss feels so different because last week, if there was ever a loss you could feel good about, like, I was mad. And I was mad because we should have won that game. We're better than them. I still think we're better than the Chargers, but they kicked our ass last night. We did not deserve that game. We should not have won that game. There was not a moment that I thought we were going to win that game once the game got going. And now you got a lot of doubt going into this weekend. And it feels like a December collapse now until proven wrong. And you know what? Mike McDaniel, he's got some work now. He's done an awesome job this year. But for the first time this year with Tua, because forget about Bridgewater and Skylar Thompson, for the first time this year, this Dolphin offense is torture. And Mike McDaniel's got some work in front of him now. Because, you know, there's more and more tape out there. And I got two weeks worth, although not so much for 49ers because I was really on Tua. But especially yesterday, the Chargers, now you got tape out there. You don't think the Bills are watching film this week on exactly what the Chargers did? Not the 49ers. That was on Tua missing throws. The Bills are going to spend all week watching what the Chargers did. And they're going to copy it. And now Mike McDaniel's going to have to counter. This loss this week feels a lot worse. Go vote right now. Zaslow Show 2.0 poll. You know what the poll question is. At Zaslow Show, go vote right now. Here is the poll question. Zaslow Show 2.0 poll is, who are you most confident in recovering from this weekend? And the choices are Miami Heat, Florida Panthers, Miami Dolphins. And right now, there's a lot of votes out there. You're voting early and often. I love it. Right now, the leader at 60% is the Miami Dolphins. So, you're most confident in the Dolphins recovering from this weekend. My guess is, not because maybe you actually think they're going to, but because of these three teams, the only one who has been any good for any stretch are the Miami Dolphins. And they've been great for most of the season. But the only one of those three teams that has been good for any stretch of the season is the Dolphins. So we'll get to our NFL rundown coming up in a few minutes here. Our week 14 full NFL rundown. The week caps off tonight with the Panth- uh, Panthers with the Patriots and Cardinals. Not a good game, but if you got your, you know, you got to gamble, you got to make money somehow, and you got the fantasy football. All right, everybody knows this is likely last week of your fantasy football regular season. So you got a lot riding on it. You got to watch. Okay, you do up the Panthers are off. You do have the Heat back in action. Oh my God, the Heat! Such a bad week. Uh, the heat, not so hot. If you're feeling hot, though, you got to call Doctors on Call 365. I've used Doctors on Call 365, South Florida's urgent care that comes to you. I've used him twice in the last three weeks, all right? Dr. Alon, he's the medical director. He comes, him and his team come to your home, all right? They're available 24 hours a day, seven days a week, hence the name, Doctors on Call 365, all right? If you're not feeling well, you think you got a fever, you need a COVID test, a a strep test, flu test, maybe you need blood drawn, you need your prescription refilled or a prescription ordered. They treat children, adults, and elderly with minor illnesses or minor injuries, all right? Now, what's the price? What's the cost for you of convenience? For me, you can't put a price on it. If I want to see a doctor immediately, I want him to come to my home. How convenient is that? 
Now, they're based in Broward County, but service Miami-Dade and Southern Palm Beach as well. They're self-pay right now, though. You got Medicare acceptance on the way soon. Private insurance acceptance is coming down the line. But if you're not feeling well, you got a high fever, you're going to go to the emergency room. Not only are you going to avoid a crowded emergency room, but most insurances are charging emergency room co-pays and fees for urgent care visits. So in the end, you're likely going to pay less for treatment in your own home. Doctors on call, 365.com, 786-577-9302. I'm telling you, in the last three weeks, I've used Dr. Alon and his team, and not Doctors on call, 365, twice. I love it. It's so easy. It's so convenient. Doctors on call, 365.com, or 786-577-9302, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Make sure you give them a call if you're feeling bad. Come to your home, get you all get you all better, get you all ready to go. So the Heat are back in action tonight. They are in uh Indiana. It's the start of a four-game trip. And there is we are officially at the place. See, I thought we hit rock bottom when we lost to Detroit. Uh then we went in and lost to San Antonio at home. Yep. Think about the week that the Heat just had. Lost at Mem- worst week of the season. Lost at Memphis, who sat all their starters. Lost at home to Detroit. Then they beat the Clippers, barely. And lost at home yesterday, excuse me, Saturday, to San Antonio. Who is the worst team in the West? Second worst. This road trip here, Pacers starting tonight, Thunder, Rockets, Spurs. You would look at that and say, this is a get-right road trip. But the Heat are at the place now where they can lose. They're 12 and 15. They can lose to any team in the league on any given night. You look at this. It should be a get-right road trip. Pacers have been a surprise in the league. Oh, the Heat are favorites tonight. It's weird. Pacers have been a, a, a surprise team so far this year. And then you got the Thunder, the Rockets, the Spurs. Bad teams. Thunder feel competitive. Rockets beat the Bucks last night. And the Spurs just beat you. So... There is not a single game on this schedule that the Heat fan can look at and feel confident that they're going to win, and that includes tonight against Indiana. Uh, I liked here, and Jimmy had a fantastic game on Saturday night. 30 points, 11-16 from the floor. The Heat went for the win at the end. I got no problem going for the win. Tyler missed a straightaway three, would have won it. Offensive rebound, Bam. Would I have wanted Bam to go back up with it and try and tie it? Yes. He kicks it out. Caleb Martin, open three. No good. Heat winds up losing. I like what I heard from Jimmy Butler, though, after the game. Because nothing bothers the fan more if you care more than the players. I'm not saying this is a thing on the Heat. The Heat care. We know the Heat care. That's always their MO. Can't say that about every team. But nothing bothers fans more if if they care more about the game, about the loss, than the player. And Jimmy was frustrated after the game. And I liked it. That's the league for you. Um, this game as a whole will for sure humble you. And I think that's where we're at. We, we, we think we're really good, which, which we are. But I think we got to go out and improve it more. Um, be together every single possession on both sides of the floor. And um, start figuring this thing out and get some dubs, man. I'm, I'm tired of answering the same questions being up here, honestly. And 
and just to add on to that, Jimmy, um, like Coach mentioned, obviously this is a pain that you know you guys have to go through just obviously to get to the other side. Can you just go into that and to, just from this loss? I mean, we don't have to go through it. I mean, if we win, I, I, I beg to differ. But um, we're not winning, so yes, I guess that is to say we okay though. I, I'm like I'm. I shouldn't say I'm not worried. I don't think that's the that, that's the right terminology for it, but. I mean, like, like he just said, like we show flashes of what we can be and, and who we are. It's just, damn, whenever we get away from that, it, it, it looks bad. And at the end of the day, we got to be honest with ourselves. And everybody has to be better, one through however many people we got on this roster, and figure out a way to win these games, whether it be home or away, no matter what the opposing team's record is, no matter who we're playing. Uh, we we got to be us at the end of the day. So there you go, man. You got a really frustrated Jimmy Butler. Good. Now they're going on the road for, again, what I told you. should You would think would be a get-right road trip. I think the road trip comes at a good time because you get away from home. You, you know, you got the whole bonding together thing, and the team is feeling really lousy about themselves right now. And they are winnable games. So, look, once you get... They're three games under five hundred right now. And as you can see, they've climbed back to 500 once. They were 7-7. and Then they were 7-11. and They got to 10-11. and Then they lost the game. I think that was the game to Memphis that they lost. I don't remember. But you could see they haven't been able to get over 500 yet this year. Once you're three games under, you're four games under, it becomes a climb. And now they're three games under at 12-15. and And... This really presents an opportunity to get over the 500 mark. I'm I'm being honest when I say this. And I know you look at the poll question right now. Which team are you most confident in recovering from this weekend? And the Dolphins are winning it so far. But if the Heat are going to get back to the 500 mark, they need to go 4-0 in this stretch here. That's right. Otherwise, they're going to be chasing 500 all year long. Pacers tonight, Thunder, Rockets, Spurs. 4-0. I'm not predicting that's what's going to happen. It's probably not. But if the Heat are going to get to the 500 mark, or maybe, or God forbid, over, the 500 mark. 4-0 and on this road trip is what we're talking about. You think, I, you think I need to lose to the Spurs again? You think I need to lose to, to teams like the Thunder and the Rockets? The stupid Pacers tonight? You think I need that in my life? This road trip. 4-0. 4-0. Let, like, or the fun is never going to start. 4-0. Is what we're calling for on this road. That's right. That's what we're calling for. 4-0 is what we're calling for on this road trip. And then you got the Panthers. Holy shit. The murderer of fun. Paul Maurice. The Panthers on Saturday. They get their ass kicked in Tampa Bay. Just not on the level of that team. Yesterday. After a real good win in Seattle last week. They get their ass kicked at home. To the Kraken. We're in the second period. The murderer of fun, Paul Maurice, 
He has to call timeout in the middle of the second period. You never see a hockey team use their timeout before the end of the, before the end of the game. So rare. He calls timeout in the second period to chew out his team. I, this isn't working with this guy. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not hockey X's nose guy. You don't need to be to see it's not working with this guy. The murderer of fun, Paul Maurice. It's it's remarkable that you can go from it, last year was the most exciting season in the history of Florida Panthers hockey. It was. I mean, Alex Zazley got the Stanley Cup in '96, but the '82 game season they were so dominant. Presidents Cup winner, uh, historically good offense, and we went from that to bringing in this Paul Maurice, the murderer of fun, to now having no semblance. Nothing resembles that team from last year. And they're going to miss the playoffs. Are they three under now? They're three or four under right now, the Panthers. Let me look just for the sake of accuracy. I should really look and tell you what it is. But they're either three or four games under 500 at this point. They are three games under. 13, 12, and 4. 11th in the Eastern Conference. 11th in the Eastern Conference. This Paul Maurice should go to prison. This is a crime. What has happened to this Florida Panther team. And hey, the truth is, I got to give a shout out to my guy, Frank Fort. He chimed in, you know, yesterday on Twitter. And he made a good point. Outside of Kachuk, who's been awesome. And Kachuk didn't do anything yesterday. Outside of Kachuk, though, who's been awesome. Pretty much everyone has underperformed on this team. If anyone sees Sasha Barkov this season, let me know. Bobrovsky has stunk. He wasn't terrible yesterday, even though they gave up five goals. Uh, although one or two of them was empty net. I didn't see the finish because I was like, F this game. But Bobrovsky's been bad this year. Barkov is nowhere to be found. Where's Sam Bennett? Where's Aaron Ekblad? I mean, the guys who... Verhage's been great, of course. And Reinhardt was super slow. Then he got really hot. And now is nowhere to be found again. Uh, no Anthony Duclair. I don't know where the hell he is. Still not even close to returning yet from the knee injury, I guess. This team, uh, is, is under, you know, there are several players like the ones I mentioned that are underperforming in such a major way, but it's very difficult not to look right behind that bench at the murderer of fun and say, what the, what the hell have you done to my favorite hockey team? And here's the thing. I agreed at the press conference when he said there's a certain type of hockey, a certain way that we need to play in order to be successful in the playoffs, and it's not the way that this team played last year, that run-and-gun finesse type of style, and we saw it when they got bounced in the postseason. They got swept and got embarrassed by our daddies, the Lightning. They're our daddies. And I agreed with that. There's a, there's a, there's a, a way that they need to play to win those games. But this ain't it, because they're not going to make the playoffs. And I guess what I'm saying... It's, it's so frustrating because it's not like the Heat. It's not like where the team's won three championships and, and now to get to the next level, they're changing their style and it's not working. This Panther team is never good. They've been a wretched franchise for their 30 years. And finally, finally, the last couple of years, they had really good seasons. Especially last year, just a phenomenal season. Won a playoff series for the first time in 26 years. I, 
let me in on a secret. I almost cried the night that they beat the Capitals in that game six in overtime. The reason I didn't cry was because I was watching it in a hotel with COVID. All right. But otherwise, I almost cried. I was so emotional. I was so happy. Like, I wanted to thank everybody in the Panthers organization for, for change, for turning things around and for making me feel. Now, I had COVID, so I felt really shitty, but for making me feel the way that I feel right now. I wanted to get on my hands and knees and th- thank you so much. This is so much fun. I've been waiting so long for this to have this again. I've been waiting 26 years. Most, it's most of my life I've been waiting for this again. And it's such a killer for this fan base, for fans like me, that it's like it's over now. Because they've changed the way they play, I guess. They've changed the style. And this murderer of fun has taken it from us, Paul Maurice. And I guess what I'm saying is, for, for a team, for a franchise, for a fan base that never has any kind of success, I guess what I'm saying is, I, I'd rather... I'd rather be awesome in the regular season and maybe flame out early in the playoffs than try and completely change the fun style of play with the reward being, if it works, we're going we're, we're gonna to go further in the postseason. This is the way to win, if I'm explaining that properly. Like, rather than drastically change everything and take the fun out of it, with the reward being maybe we get further in the playoffs. I think at least for now, for a team, for a franchise that never does anything, for a fan base that never has any kind of joy watching their team, I guess I'd rather just be really awesome and have so much fun from October to April and then cross my fingers that it works in the playoffs. I think that's what I'm saying. That I'd like to have that for a few years. Can I have Can I have some fun fun for a few years and then we drastically change everything we try something different to see if we can get further in the playoffs I guess I'm saying I'd rather just kept doing what we were doing even if they weren't confident that this is how you win in the playoffs I'd rather have so much fun from October to April and then playing a a style that doesn't succeed in the playoffs. But just cross my fingers because, man, I'm having a great time. As opposed to watching this garbage. I think that's what I'm saying. Man, it's frustrating. So they're back in action tomorrow against Columbus. Here is the good thing. I checked ticket prices for tomorrow. A precipitous drop. Tickets are becoming affordable again. That's right. Ticket Ninja on the case. There you have it. So week 14 of the NFL season wraps tonight. You got the Cardinals and the Patriots. Mac Jones. Mac Jones on my TV screen for three hours. You know what? Uh, uh, We got the Heat in action tonight, so that's good. The Heat starting at 7. They'll get big TV status, of course. Small TV will be Monday Night Football. We'll probably give my stories Monday Night Raw looksy, uh, but but it, it, at least at least I don't have to have the Patriots and Mac Jones on the big TV. Small victory. That's a small victory. All right. Speaking of which, Week 14 wraps tonight, of course, with Monday Night Football. Let's get to our Week 14 NFL rundown. That's right. 
We got to recap all the action that took place. And every Monday, our week, whatever it is, NFL Rundown is always brought to us by Brunt Insurance. If you're a homeowner, you got to have insurance to make sure you're protected. But where do you go? You don't know. You don't know anyone. Well, you know me, and I know Greg Brunt. Bruntinsurance.com, at Brunt Insurance on social media, 954-589-2204. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored directly to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specialized in home, auto, life insurance, at Brunt Insurance on social media, bruntinsurance.com. And look, like I told you, you got to have homeowner's insurance. The market's really confusing. Let Brunt sort it all out for you with his fully licensed staff. They know this area. I've been using Brunt Insurance for about 10 years now. They protect my home, so I don't have to worry about anything, all right? Let them take care of this for you. you got to be covered. And hey, if you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your 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 car, your motorcycle, maybe your boat, Brunt Insurance, that's where you want to go. Their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes. So Brunt Insurance, that's where you want to go to make sure that you are protected so you don't have to worry. Let them worry about it. And they're not going to worry because they know exactly what they're doing. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Let's get at it here. Week 14, NFL rundown. We start with the Bills and the Jets. The Bills beat the Jets 20-12 to yesterday, a defensive battle for the most part. Game was 0-0 until late in the first half. The Bills were led by Josh Allen, 16-27, 147 yards and a touchdown. He had 47 yards rushing and a touchdown on the ground as well. Mike White. I think Mike White's the Jets quarterback. I mean, he got his ass kicked yesterday, but he was tough. 27 for 44, 268 yards. I don't think Zach Wilson's the quarterback. I think Mike White is. The Bills improved to 10-3. and They are still first place in the AFC. The Jets are 7-6. and And now as a result of the Chargers win last night, they are on the outside looking in the playoff picture. The Bengals, they're looking like the AFC champion. They beat the Browns 23-10. The Bengals are now 9-4. They're 5th in the AFC still. The Browns dropped to 5-8. Joe Burrow, 18-33, 239 yards, a touchdown and interception. Jamar Chase had 10 catches for 119 yards and a touchdown. Deshaun Watson was 26-42, 276 yards, a touchdown and an interception. Cowboys beat the Texans. 27-23. 27-23. The Texans were up double figures for a good portion of this game. The Cowboys with a late touchdown from Ezekiel Elliott. They win it. They are now 10-3. The Texans, they are 1-11-1. That's a bad season. Prescott, 24 for 39, 284 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. The Cowboys have the first wild card spot right now. They are fifth in the NFC at 10 and 3. Right now, all four NFC East teams were qualified for the postseason. The Lions. Everyone thought this was weird that the Lions were a favorite against the then 10 and 2 Vikings. Vegas knows. Vegas knows. The Lions have won five of their last six. They're now six and seven with a 34-23 win over the Vikings who dropped to 10 and 3. 
Jared Goff, 27 for 39, 330 yards, three touchdowns, and a losing effort. Justin Jefferson set a Vikings record with 11 catches for a high 223 yards. The Vikings dropped to 10 and 3. They are still second in the in the NFC, and the Lions are still two back in the loss column of the playoff picture. But Dan Campbell, I've been calling him a caveman meatball for the last two years. Got to give him a little bit of credit there. How about the Lions? The Jaguars. This was maybe the shocker of the day yesterday. The Jaguars, a 36-22 win at the Titans. They look like they're falling apart. The Jaguars are now 5-8. The Titans dropped to 7-6. They are fourth and barely hanging on in the AFC. Trevor Lawrence, 30 for 42, 368 yards and three touchdowns. Evan Ingram, 11 catches for 162 and two touchdowns. Derrick Henry had 17 carries for 121 yards and a touchdown. The Eagles improved to 12-1 with a 48-22 win over the Giants. The Giants are now 7-5-1. They are holding on to that final playoff spot in the NFC. Jalen Hurts, he's going to win the MVP. He never has a bad game. 21 for 31, 217 yards, two touchdowns, 77 yards rushing, and a touchdown there as well. A.J. Brown had four catches for 70 yards and a touchdown. The Ravens, they stink now. No Lamar Jackson. The Ravens win 16-14 to over the Steelers. They are 9-4. They are still third in the AFC. The Steelers dropped to 5-8. So now, in order for Mike Tomlin's, uh, you know, Mike Tomlin has never finished a season under 500. They would have to win their final four games now for that to hold up. The Steelers are now 5-8. and eight. Yeah, J.K. Dobbins rushed 15 times for 120 yards and a touchdown. Mitchell Trubisky replaced Kenny Pickett. He was 22 for 30, 276, a touchdown, and three interceptions. The Chiefs, they hang on with a 34-28 win over the Broncos. The Chiefs are second in the AFC at 10-3. and three. The Broncos, 3-10, and 10, probably the most disappointing team in the NFL. Patrick Mahomes, 28 for 42, 352 yards, three touchdowns, and three interceptions. How about Jarek McKinnon? Seven catches for 112 yards and two touchdowns. Jerry Judy bumped an official late in that game. He's probably going to be suspended. He had eight catches for 73 yards and three touchdowns. The 49ers, a 35-7 thrashing of Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. The Niners are 9-4. and four. They're now all the way up to third in the NFC and knocking on the door of number two, Minnesota. The Bucks they dropped to 6-7. and seven. They still lead the division. They're fourth in the NFC because they lead that putrid NFC South, which is up for grabs, by the way. Right now, they would host a playoff game, believe it or not. But the big story there was not Tom Brady, who was 34 for 55 for 253 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. You know, a wise man once said you can't fix old. I don't know. But the story was Brock Purdy, 16-21 his first ever start, which is kind of not fair to say it's his first ever start. He came in on the second series against the Dolphins, but nonetheless, Brock Purdy, 16-21, 185 yards, two touchdowns, and he also had a touchdown on the ground. And finally, the Panthers. After all of this, the Panthers are just a game back of the NFC South lead, a 30-24 win over the Seahawks. The Panthers are now 5-8. The Seahawks, a very damaging loss, dropped to 7-6 and and currently out of the playoff picture. Sam Darnold was 14-24 for 120 yards. Geno Smith, 21 for 36, 264 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. And that right there is our Week 14 NFL Rundown. And of course, it is brought to us, as always, 
by Brunt Insurance. Make sure you let Greg Brunt and his team at Brunt Insurance, they'll search the market for you. They're going to get you the home insurance, the life insurance, the car insurance. They're going to make sure that you're covered. They're fully licensed. They have all the experience. You got to be insured. You got to be taken care of. Bruntinsurance.com, 954-589-2204. All right. So, I had a good weekend. I told you guys that. Not when it came to our pro sports teams, but my son and his soccer team. Just a, a tremendous weekend. Really good for the Zaslow family. Let's get this week start off on a better note. The Heat tonight? Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right. You know what time it is, though. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. All right. First up, I don't know if you saw this story. Ric Flair. Everybody knows Ric Flair. 16-time world champion. He and John Cena have the record. Ric Flair was at a bar at a restaurant... Mind his own business. I think he was sitting by himself. Well, I mean, there were people around, but he was sitting at the bar. It was at a nice-looking restaurant. And you got these uh, these young people. I don't know. They look like they're in their 20s, and they're on their phone. Because that's what young people do. And the young girl says, I don't know who that guy Ric Flair is, but I guess he's famous. My boyfriend tells me I should go up and I should take a picture with him. All right. She goes up, and they're filming this. She goes up to him, and she literally says, Hi, Ric Flair. He turns around sitting down, you know, on the bar store or whatever. Turns around, she goes, hi, R- hi, Ric Flair. I don't know who you are, but my friend said you're famous. Can I take a picture with you? He goes, no, no, you don't. And he turned back around. And, you know, she slinked away, of course, laughing, whatever. Th- this, this is not a big deal. Ric Flair was 100% in the right here. Can you, um, how rude are you? You go up to somebody, you have no idea who they are. You say, I don't know you, but can I take a picture with you because you're famous? And Ric Flair was, he said it very, you know, polite. No, you may not. And he turned back around. That's, that's embarrassing for Ric Flair. Someone to call up to you and say, I don't know who you are, but you're famous. Can I take a picture with you? Get the hell out of here. This girl should be ashamed. The parents of this girl should be ashamed. This is not a big deal. Good on Ric Flair. Big deal or not a big deal. So Tyreek Hill yesterday. He picks up the fumble and runs it in like 58 yards or something for a touchdown. Now, I got Tyreek Hill on my fantasy team. I'm like, okay, cool. That's a monster play right there. That's going to get me about 12 points, the yards, the touchdown. At least as of right now. Now, there are always stat adjustments in fantasy. But at least as of right now, the yards are not counting. They're only giving him a fumble recovery touchdown, but he doesn't get the yards. Why don't you get the yards there? This is a big deal. Now, it's not going to cost me my fantasy football game, but some people probably will. Why don't you get the yards? Those, like, those yards happened. Who do they get credit to? The team? He should get the yards. So, that's a big deal. I, I, I wonder if there's going to be a stat correction there. Big deal or not a big deal. UFC 282 over the weekend. Now, I didn't watch this card, but I am aware of what happened because Patty Pimblin. Patty the Batty. He's, you know, he's a barstool guy. He's like, uh, he's like bootleg Conor McGregor. He's British. And he's very popular. He's a big time trash talker and he's fun. He won his fight by unanimous decision. 29-28, 29-28, 29-28. But it, it, 
Apparently, it was a bogus decision. I looked at the stats, too. I didn't see the fight. He did not win based on the stats. I know stats aren't everything. you got to watch the fight. Damage, that kind of dude. You can't tell that with the stats. But it seemed to be a very surprising decision. And maybe biased, of course, because Patty Pimblett is like a rising star. Uh, here's the decision. And Patty Pimblett post-fight in the octagon with Joe Rogan. Ladies and gentlemen, after three rounds, we go to the judges' scorecards for decision. All three judges score this contest. 29-28 for the winner. By unanimous decision, Patty! That wasn't close. You just consoled me in a fit. But no, watch out. If you consulted me, manager, and see how much you're paying me for this interview. Hey. Do you think it was, you don't think it was a close fight at all? Not at all. I won the first two rounds and then coasted in the third. I knew I was two rounds up, so I didn't want to do nothing dangerous and risk losing the fight. I knew for a fact I won the first two rounds pretty easily. Coming into this fight, did you think that this was going to be the most difficult test of your UFC career? Yeah. Jared's one tough. Know what I mean? He is one tough man. The trials and tribulations he's had in his life, and he's come back. Hats off to Jared. Something I want to do with Jared now is I've started my own foundation. I want to help some of the charities where he works with my foundation. I want to work together. Now we fought in here. I want to work together outside the cage. That's a beautiful gesture. Now, you've had a meteoric rise in your UFC career, and here you are in in a pay-per-view. Give us your thoughts on what you would like to see next in the octagon. We'll see. I'm not going to lie. I've hit me right foot in that first round there. Very, one of the first kicks are through me right foot in a bit of pain. I'm going to have to get that x-ray, get that looked at, but... What do you think, people? Fight to the night or what? Hey! Fight to the f***ing night! He's a hype train! He's a f***ing hype train! Someone say something! Well, congratulations to you, sir, and I can't wait to see you back in the octagon again. Patty the Batty, ladies and gentlemen! All right, so there you go. So you had Patty Pimplett, who ended up winning, but controversial. Most people did not think he was the winner. Uh... I'm going. I'm going. Not a big deal, uh, you know. I, lo- I know a lot of people think that. Oh, maybe they handed him the fight because uh, he's getting super popular and all that. You know what? Even if that is the case, I, I like. I don't even. I still don't even know the name of the other guy. I know who Patty Pimblett is, so I'm glad he won. I don't think he has lost yet in the UFC. So I'm. I'm going. Not a big deal. Patty Pimblett wins uh, via unanimous decision. Big deal or not a big deal. Brock Purdy's father in the crowd there in San Francisco. The cameras caught him very emotional, crying because his son, in his first ever start, technically his first ever start, kicks the crap out of Tom Brady and the Bucks. Such a good son. That's a big deal right there. I love those kind of moments. I love seeing that. So good for Brock Purdy and his family there. That's a big deal. Finally, I got one more for you here. So this was a big story in the NBA over the weekend. Friday night, by the way, Friday and Sunday, or Friday and Saturday, there was a back-to-back, a home-and-home, Pelicans and the Suns. You know the Pelicans are first place in the Western Conference? That's right. 
The New Orleans Pelicans and Zion Williamson. Brandon Ingram's been out. The New Orleans Pelicans are first place. Zion is awesome. Should be an MVP candidate. The Pelicans are first place in the Western Conference. They just beat the Suns twice over the weekend. They are 18-8. and eight. On Friday night's game, at the end of the game, the Suns, now it's like a 12-point game, game's over. The Suns, Chris Paul drives, game's in New Orleans. Chris Paul drives, tries to go for a layup, he misses. Pelicans get the rebound, Suns are done, there's seconds remaining. They toss it to the other side of the court where Zion is just standing. And Zion, a 360 windmill dunk. The crowd goes crazy, the, the horn sounds, game's over. And then you got the Suns players, because Chris Paul, and he's like, Mr. Play the game the right way. The Suns players, they're angry. There's some pushing. There's some shoving. There's a whole commotion. Give Zion a listen post-game. That was a little out of character for me, but you got to understand. I mean, you can understand it or not. They sent my teammates home last year. I missed all last year. I got I got carried away a little bit. I admit that, but... You know, I was in that locker room. My brothers were down because, you know, the sun sent us home last year. That, that's a tough moment to be a part of. So in that moment, I got carried away. I admit that. That was out of character for me. <clears throat> so, you know, if they was to do the same thing, I wouldn't have no problem with it. All right, so th- there's a lot to absorb here. The first thing I'll say is that's a leader. That's a pretty perfect response by Zion Williamson. And that's a leader right there. First of all, it's a great response because he told you, hey, I, I get what they were mad about. A little bit out of character for me. But as a leader, I saw my guys hurting in the locker room after the Suns beat us last year. So there's a sending a message part of it where it's, hey, we're not the same team. And by the way, I'm playing now. So there's a sending a message kind of part to the Phoenix Suns, but also... My guys were hurt, and those are the only guys that I care about. I don't care about Chris Paul and his play the game the right way garbage. Nah, that I, I saw what they did to my guys last year, so it was a little bit out of character for me, but I had a little something-something for him right there. It's a perfect response from Zion Williamson. That's a leader. But the part where I really have no problem with what he did there. First of all, yes, of course, there's the whole professional... Uh, they're pros. What do you mean running up the score? It's pros. Here's the part that I really have no problem with it. Zion didn't get the ball there. And with a second remaining, lays it in, pads his stats, piles on the score. Hey, I want two more points. I want an extra field goal made to help my percentage. That's not what he did. First of all, the game was in New Orleans. It's in front of his home crowd. And second, he did a 360 windmill dunk which the crowd then goes crazy that's the important part he didn't just do a layup he did a 360 windmill why because it wasn't about padding stats it wasn't about beating the other team by more points it was about i'm gonna do something really awesome here that i never get a chance to do in the game because it's crazy 360 windmill I'm going to do something really awesome at the end of a big game that we just won and we're first place in the Western Conference and I'm going to give my fans their money's worth. I'm going to make them go crazy because 
This is the entertainment business. Because these people pay a lot of money to come and watch us, to come and watch me pay. People pay money to see Zion. I'm going to give these people their money's worth. He didn't just go and lay it in. He did a 360 windmill slam. And in a league where the NBA player loves two things more than anything else, to complain and to not play, the Suns are mad that that guy over there did something, which was meaningless, but did something that made his paying customers excited and happy in a league where the NBA player loves to not play? And you got the nerve to be mad at what Zion did there? Get the hell out of here, Phoenix Suns. Get the hell out of here. Get the hell out of here. That's a disgrace. The Suns being angry about that. Should be embarrassed. These players in the NBA, they never play. And Zion decides, I'm going to do a 360 windmill for the crowd. To make them happy. And you're upset about that? Shut up. Shut up, Phoenix Suns. Shut up, Chris Paul. And that right there, that's a big deal. And that right there is another addition of big deal or not a big deal. That's what I'm talking about right there. Tell you what else I'm talking about. Hey, by the way, we're going to have Jeremy Piven on the show tomorrow. I I don't usually preview guests like that, but Jeremy Piven's at the Improv this weekend. Ari Gold, Entourage. I'm excited to talk to him, all right? Jeremy Piven's going to join the show tomorrow. That's going to be a lot of fun, so you're not going to want to miss that. And hey, you know all of our guests here on Zaslow Show 2.0. We're always brought to us by Johnny Cuba. They're on the Johnny Cuba guest line. You saw me wear my Johnny Cuba hat the other day. Uh, Juan's, Juan, Johnny Cuba, they got another hat for me coming in this week. Juan sent me a picture. I'm excited to get that on. I'm going to show you guys. We're going to put it right on top of this head here, and you're going to want to get yourself a Johnny Cuba hat as well. But what you need to do right now is start your afternoon off with a Johnny. That's right. European roots, Caribbean soul, Start your afternoon, maybe early evening, with a refreshing German lager in a can. Six-pack of Johnny Cuba available right now at your Sedanos, your Presidente, your Winn-Dixie. You got holiday specials all throughout the month into the new year. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. Have yourself a night. Johnny Cuba's mantra, don't forget, stay tranquilo. All right. I'm feeling a little bit better getting all this out of my system. I'm so I'm so upset about the Dolphins. I'm so upset about the Heat. I'm so upset about the Panthers. Can the Heat go 4-0 on this road trip? It's going to be the only way back to 500. It is. It's the only way back. They've dug too big of a hole. you got to win all four of these games. Not saying they're going to, but you, if you want to get back to 500, you got to win all four of these games. you got to do it. you got to do it. And poll question for today. Go ahead and vote at Zaslow Show. Go vote in today's poll question, all right? Zaslow Show 2.0 poll. Who are you most confident in recovering from this weekend? Heat, Panthers, or Dolphins? Right now, 58% of the vote is the Dolphins. So go vote. Hey, however you're listening to the podcast or if you're watching on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Show. Make sure you like, you rate, you comment, tell your friends, tell your mother I say hello. I appreciate everyone, all right? We will talk to you tomorrow. On Zaslow Show 2.0. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack 
of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes. Let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954 589 2204. 